The journey continues with the episodic novel Mercury's Wake by Stephanie Vlahos, Day One Before Chaos, now available to read on Kindle and as a full cast audiobook. Prologue What hides during the day emerges at night. A gathering of curious campers sat on a ring of stone, a remnant of a kiva in Chaco Canyon, New Mexico. It continued to function as it had in ancient times, a place to gather. The campers were shadows against the crackling campfire. No doubt the ghosts of Chaco Canyon sat among them. A resident anthropologist lectured the campfire crowd. Her words spun against a backdrop of the Chuska Mountains, etched into the vast sky, empty, foreboding. NASA thermal data has detected 200 miles of straight roads originating out of Chaco Canyon, roads that date back to 900 B.C., Despite a whole lot of speculation, no one knows what they were for. I myself like to think all roads lead to Chaco. I know what you folks are thinking. Why would anyone choose to live here? It's inhospitable. But when the Chacoans lived here, it was a dense forest filled with pinions, oak, pine, and juniper. The verve of the anthropologist's lecture slowed as she scanned the faces of her audience. Their focus had shifted to the horizon behind her. The anthropologist turned around just as three bolts of lightning split the graying skies over the Chuskas. What a display! Likely to kick up rain in these parts. You know, I'm thinking we might have to... An alarmed camper jumped up from their stone seat. Something just rubbed past my ankles. The scene quickly turned to a frenzy, boxed in by the overhanging western sky. A man, standing on the stone wall, held up a rattlesnake. His thumb pressed against the snake's head, forcing the creature into an open-mouthed hiss. It's okay, I have it. The anthropologist tried her best to seize control of the situation. Best be careful. If that's an adolescent, they're vicious. And getting to a hospital is a damn long trip out here. I'm not afraid. Some snakes are protected in New Mexico. It's them or the snake. Throw it out and away. After you've answered my question. And that is? What happened to the people who lived here, Professor? The anthropologist blanched. There had been no mention of her academic rank. She responded quietly. We don't know what happened to the Chacoans. My guess is they integrated with other populations of indigenous people. What happened to the forest? Cut everything down and you got nothing. I don't believe that. Do you know what a Kali Yuga is? Cited in Sanskrit texts, I'm... Reasonably familiar. Yugas are earth cycles. Kali Yuga is a demon age. An age afflicted by a human race preoccupied with sin, self, greed and materialism. The Kali Yuga is a final age before a cataclysm aimed to destroy humankind's folly. 
The anthropologist tightened. Something like that. The man pointed the face of the rattler at the anthropologist. Its jaw was wide and offensive. He used the snake as his mouthpiece, muttering, There was venom in his garble, but nothing to kill with it except the poor snake. He whipped the creature till something in it snapped. Dead snake in hand, the man turned away from the campers and walked up the face of the hill behind him, turning back with a warning. That storm is no friend. If you're camping here tonight, get the hell out or you'll wake up drowning in wet clay. What is sacred can still seek revenge. As the man neared the top of the hill, the campers, bruised by his performance, panicked running to prepare their tents and camping gear for a hasty departure. Car doors slamming, engines revving, these were all in his past as the man crested the hill. He looked ahead. The highway would be a long walk from where he was. The blue of the evening sky in the opposing horizon afforded him enough vision to keep on the long track. Once he got to the highway, he believed his next direction would come to him, as it had at every juncture on his pilgrimage. The direction of his journey aside, he knew where he was headed. As he walked, there was a crack of lightning behind him like the snap of the snake's spine. It was followed by a distant anthem of heaving engines as wheels ground up a rocky hillside. The storm is nigh. He needed shelter. A deluge would soon swallow the infinite expanse of dry earth. Somewhere in the distant, blurring edges of earth and sky stood a white object. As he closed in and the amorphous form took shape, he could see that it was a car. Had Providence stepped in? It always had. When he reached his blessed destination, he smiled at what stood before him a white Cadillac with presidential doors, his ark. He opened the back seat passenger door and got in. To his surprise, the caddy interior was pristine. Soft white leather seats, a steering wheel of tortoiseshell and clear plastic, surrounded by a starry cosmos of chrome. He slung the dead rattler over the caddy's front seat and relaxed. He needed sleep. As he leaned into the supple white leather, he felt an object, a book. It appeared to be a handwritten journal, although the handwriting was so tiny and perfectly legible that some might mistake it as computer-generated. 
He opened to the first page and began to read. I'm busting through particles. Deep space feels like inverted energy. I'm traveling to Mars and I'm traveling alone. They thought it would be better that. The journey continues with the episodic novel Mercury's Wake by Stephanie Vlahos, Day One Before Chaos, now available to read on Kindle and as a full cast audiobook.